Scott and Paul show code opening for episode 33. This is going to be one of those shows where if you don't like the wrestling portion of the show, then turn it off now because we're going to be doing a little bit of catch up. Scott and Paul Show, episode 33. Scott's doing a little bit of catch-up. Scott. Ooh, Scott's on us some dick. What's up? What's going on? Ah, uh, well. Um, well, you finished watching the best of Super Juniors. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. The, um. I've been thinking about one of the things I noticed about what should, yeah, best of super juniors. Yeah. Will Osprey, that dude, I don't I don't think I think he has superpowers. Osprey is awesome. He has superpowers. Yeah. Little background before you do your review of this match. Uh Taguchi was a really excellent wrestler back years and years ago when he was teaming with Prince Devon, also known in America as uh, Finn Balor. And then Balor turned heel and joined a Bullet Club. And after that, Taguchi just really pretty much turned into a fucking joke character that you have seen for years. I sent you the, uh, the screen caption of him wearing a fucking... Uh, big bird balloon on his head and he does a lot of joke spots and he's when he was announced for the best of super juniors i was like oh my god fucking taguchi but he fucking brought it and the match you saw tonight was pretty much the matches he brought throughout this entire tournament taguchi was the taguchi of old and he was awesome. And the matches, go back in on the New Japan world, and the tag matches that he had with Prince Devitt were some awesome tag team matches. I mean, they were pretty much three and four star tag matches. Pretty much what you had tonight. Not as good, but they were some fucking awesome matches. And he was definitely the MVP of this tournament. So if you can go back when you get time, if you get time ever, and watch the matches that he had during this tournament, they were 
tremendous. Now, on to Taguchi versus Will Ospreay in his super flippy shit, which he proved he does not always do super flippy shit. He can actually tell a story. Will Ospreay, who, when if you watch the his um, on, New Japan On the Road, which is free, uh, he is 23 years old, and he was working a nine to five job throughout the week and on the weekend is doing bookings before he got his gig in new japan so he was fucking dedicated to this shit and now he is working Taguchi in the finals of the best super juniors scott your review it was how good. was this match it was great all right so moving on <laughs> um <laughs> The last Will Ospreay match, who was it he wrestled? The, the last match that you the, saw yeah. was uh, you saw the much debated and hated or loved Ricochet match. That was the last and one you Ricochet. reviewed. Okay, I watched that one, and I didn't finish that Ricochet match. It wasn't that it was bad. It just didn't hold my attention after I would had seen – I mean, there are awesome spots. The is there a term when you just do flippy floppy shit besides flippy floppy? That was a spot monkey match. Spot monkey. Okay, I'm gonna keep that term in my back pocket. There's they so, were spot monkeys in that match. Okay, they were spot monkeys apparently. Um, they were amazing. There's no doubt. And I'd said it in the review. You know, it's awesome. Um, there was a hint of drama here and there and all that, but it just didn't really hold my attention after a little while. Um, mainly because watching Ring of Honor the the last couple, not too long before that or recently, the uh, you see a lot of these acrobatic moves that are higher frequency than WWE. And so I'm, I, I think I'm already a little desensitized to it. But there, no doubt there's some amazing spots. So I went into this match thinking, okay, I'll watch it. If it goes flippy floppy for like 15 straight minutes and I don't see anything, I'll just, I'll just turn it off. And I couldn't peel my eyes away from it. It was a very, very good match. Yeah, there was some spot monkey stuff, but they, there was drama. There, there seemed like there was an urgency to what, Osprey was doing. He looked like a hungry fighter out there, and that really kept me in. Um, Taguchi was my favorite thing about the freaking fight or the match. I love yeah. that guy. Um, <laughs> the spot he did where he stuck his ass out the ropes and he was he was hanging in the middle rope and he had his feet up off the mat and he had his elbows hooked and he had his butt poked out and then he hopped back in the ring and he leaned over and he made some sort of gesture between his legs looking up under his own ass at Osprey and it got them it got people laughing. Yeah. So there was there was humor, but it wasn't like goofy, over the top, stupid gobbledygooker crap. Yeah, that's that's his gimmick. He does that all the time. Over the top, stupid, gimmicky, funny. He's a he's a he's a that's his fucking gimmick. He's just a fucking comedy wrestler now. He doesn't. He's not a serious wrestler like he used to be. That's the, that's why when he got announced for this, like, fuck, 
fucking Kaguchi's in this thing. Well, he put on one hell of a freaking show. Yeah, that's why I was like, holy shit, the old Taguchi is back before he turned into a piece of shit after he got the shit kicked out of him by the uh, Bullet Club. And I was like, holy shit, Taguchi brought it. And yeah. this was proof that Taguchi still got it. He can still fucking put on a hell of a great match. Yeah. And he did. It was Taguchi good. He was there for one fucking reason only. He was there to, during this tournament to prove that he's still Taguchi and he was there to put over Will Ospreay as the new guy and put over new talent. Yeah. And holy shit, he fucking did it. I'm not awesome. saying that Will Ospreay isn't fucking great on his own, because he is. No, you're right, right. Um, At 23, if this guy doesn't get injured, holy shit. That's what likely to happen. doing at 23, Scott? What was I doing at 23? I was uh, wasting my... Uh, you were playing Zelda. 23 is probably more like PS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wasting my life on... Um, PlayStation. Yeah. A little bit of college before I got things straightened out. And we were still running the first act of fucking Slayer Saints. Yeah, we were, we were, we were, yeah, we've been writing that for seven years. So, anyways, um, the spots, the one, and this is something else. These matches, there's so many freaking spots. It's hard to even remember anything that sticks out at times. Um, I think I think when there was a lot of submission stuff, which kind of surprised me. Um, Taguchi was working the leg and all that. But my favorite my favorite moment in the entire match was when Taguchi hopped up on the turnbuckle and Osprey super kicked him in the butt and hurt his foot because of the buttons of steel. Buttons of steel. Yeah, I mean it was. I was like that. How how have not how have I watched wrestling this long and no one I've never seen that before. Yeah. I can't believe. And and then there was a later spot. I think it was this match. Um, ooh, maybe I'm thinking of the Young Bucks. Where he super kicked him, and he was up on the middle turnbuckle with his butt facing him, and his head was down between his legs, and he got super kicked in the face. This is it. This is it? Okay. There's so many super kicks in, in New yeah. Japan and Ring of Honor. Uh, they're kind of they're desensitizing the awesomeness of the super kick. But anyways. He, he pulls him down, his, his face down, and he kicks him right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Was that right before the finish? It may have been. I haven't watched yeah, this match. He hits that 450 splash or whatever the hell yeah. it was. It was amazing. And then it finishes with, I, I don't know what movie you would call it. it like a, he hopped on the top rope, sprung off from it, and did a flying stone cold stunner. I mean, yeah, he, he, what, flying he, diving cutter. It's kind of a fuck you to stone, not to, um, John Cena, because John Cena does the springboard stunner. He's like, this is what it looks like when you don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was pretty smooth. But yeah, th there's your finish. Super kick to the face on turnbuckle, 450 splash, kick out, and then he does the uh, Well, then doesn't he do like a, a, a spinning kick, springboard spinning kick? Does like a like a 360 spring spinning kick to the back well, of the deck. Yeah, but he only threw like 670 of those in the match, yeah. so it was kind of hard to keep track of it. Um, Osprey's guilt deal is if you watch the New Japan on the road with him, which he comes off as a very likable guy, very humble. 
um in the uk they don't have like one promotion like w america you have wwe so everybody in the world knows that for america new japan everybody knows that uk they don't have shit and so he wants to at least be known as that one british wrestler well, and, they have freedom now. They dumped that socialist nightmare. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, but <laughs> Brexit, to, oh, Brexit. Go ahead Brexit. and have get rid of fucking Scotland. Let them be free fuckers. Quit yeah. being hypocrites. Yeah, wait but, a minute. Didn't Scotland get freedom once and then go back in on their own accord? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So, anyways, fuck you, Scotland. <laughs> you you ruined the ending of Braveheart, you bastards. <laughs> you ruined it. But he, uh, so he wants to at least uh, be that one British wrestler that everybody can know. At least for this. Well, he'll be generation. good. He'll be good until WWE runs him. And um, and That's he wanted to, to win the good. best of Super Juniors tournament to be, to be the first Brit to do it. And uh, so he 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 successfully won it. And I is, think is he, Will Osprey his real name or is that his ring name? I think it might be his real name. He's got a name that works too. It just it sounds right when you say it. Well, fucking British, that's for sure. Oh my goodness! Don't these fuckers know English? Uh, yes, it's O S P R E A Y instead of being like the bird. So you, you dirty Brits. Hmm. Yeah, Charles Williams. Charles is Williams. Well, no, that's the citation needed. I don't know why it's real that's fucking That's what it says. It says citation needed. You know what site we're on. Yeah. <laughs> He's had a couple of ring names, though. He's only been wrestling since 2012. Yeah. Man, that guy is freaking legit. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. He has the moves. He has too many moves. I, I'm not going to back off of that. He's a, he's a little bit too flippy floppy, but fuck, dude, he's good. And if he keep, continues to develop his um, um, ring psychology, I guess, uh, trying to think, that's the proper term. Yeah. Then he, this guy's got a huge future if he sticks with it. I'm glad he's finally signed with New Japan so he can actually get paid now instead of taking bookings on the weekends and working a nine to five job. Yeah. Also, in, since uh, here, William Regal praised him uh, for the Ricochet match. Yeah. So that's a big. So did push. Jim Ross, too. That's a push right there. Both of those guys. Um, <laughs> and fucking Vader gave him shit for it. And all that shit that Vader gave him, uh, they did sign the Vader versus Will Ospreay, so it is happening. Well, I'm interested to see if Vader can still move. I know Vader's been working out. So uh, Revolution Pro, that match is happening. I follow Vader on Twitter, and he, he has some pretty good tweets. I forgot what date that is. I sent you that, but I forgot what it is. Is that like October or something? It's later in the year, isn't it? Uh, August 12th. August 12th. Okay. Revolution Pro Uprising. 
Vader's uh, a guy that was completely underutilized by WWE. Vader, when he signed, he signed too early because he was coming back from a torn rotator cuff, I think. And that was one of the problems. And also the fact that WWE likes to show weakness in some of their heels. And he comes from Japan and WCW, where at that time, at least WCW, you had monster heels. But in Japan, their monsters never showed weakness. Vince did. So that was a problem. But WWE fucked that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a guy that probably should have had a belt. And the next show Scott watched was Dominion. He did not get to watch all of it. Oh, uh, how many stars did you give that uh, Best of Super Juniors? I gave it four and three, four stars. Well, I'm not sure about giving it. I was wondering who stars those were, if they were yours or if you got them off Meltzer's. But um, I I really don't know watching this new stuff. It's it's probably probably my favorite match I've seen. It was mine, definitely. It's my favorite match I have seen since you started me on Ring of Honor. But well, that was New Japan. I, I, I know. That's just my time frame yeah. I'm giving. It's, it's all basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so since May or April, May, I believe, mid-May, um, when I really started watching some of this New Japan stuff and Ring of Honor stuff, this is my favorite match I've seen so far. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. I don't know. I don't I don't know how to rate stars on matches now because I don't want to say like, well, yeah, I'll give it four. And it's not, it's not Steamboat Flair. Yeah, it's not Steamboat Flair or Steamboat Savage or something like that. But from what I've watched, it's pretty damn good shit. It's pretty good. They're very good. Uh, the next match, Scott only watched one from the Dominion show. Uh, Sorry, work, college, family, blowjobs. Yeah, I have not played any video games or watched any television or movies uh, in over a week, so (laughs) I have literally not had time to do anything. And when I I did, I didn't watch wrestling. uh, I watched Zootopia. Um, I liked it. It got shit on, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. And you know me, Mr. Anti-Social Justice, and I thought it was – I thought it was – pretty balanced but anyways moving on the uh so that was the two hours I I I bottom match that was fucking awesome uh i'm surprised you actually watched the fucking young bucks match instead of shibata i just went top down oh that fucking uh will osprey kushida match that was fucking awesome too oh man all right he watched the uh the four tag clusterfuck elimination pinfall submission over top ropes junior tag team match. Ricochet and Sadell versus Rapungi Vice versus the Young Bucks. Young Bucks. Young Bucks. For the junior tag team championship match. Scott. So is this this was Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm confused on people here because I'm I'm still learning names. Who the hell is Ricochet and Sidell? Ricochet and Sidell. Matt Sidell was the... Black and white pants. Ricochet was the guy who worked... um, Osprey. Osprey. 
Yeah. And Seidel is the guy I kept going, peace. Okay, so Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Vice, those, that was the one guy came out with the patch on his eye and kept going, forever, forever, when he did the clotheslines. Yeah, okay, that guy was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite spot of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a good spot. I loved, I loved him. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks. Young uh, who Bucks. are they? They're yeah. the NWO. Um, yeah. <laughs> the DX. The yeah. Super kick. That's that's Jim Cornette's favorite tag team. <laughs> I saw one of them wearing a Jim Cornette t shirt recently. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I don't know where I ran across it at, but it just, I wasn't even looking for anything Ring of Honor. They just like popped up and yeah. there he was in a Jim Cornette shirt. It was a funny shirt, too. So, anyways, Young Bucks. Um, this was This was a cool format. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you get eliminated, being thrown over the top rope with these fucking teams who just jump over top rope all the time, live on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. It really fucks up their shit. So it's it's a different format. Yeah, I I, I, had, no, I had never seen this format. I really liked it. I think I should do more of that. Um, to me, it made it better than because I've seen a few. Th- triple tags and a few quadruple tags since I've started watching this stuff and they've been good, but eh, a little bit too much, too many people in the ring sometimes. And uh, this format really the over the top rope thing really made a big difference to me. So I like seeing a lot of people in there fighting the ropes. That's why I like watching Royal Rumbles and all that. Um, yeah. Again, the spot with what's his face. Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Vice, yeah. Was awesome. Who was the other guy? Or is that the name of their team? That's Breda. Yeah. That's Rapongi Vice is the name of the team, yeah. Okay, so who was the guy that did the clotheslines? Um shit, I forgot his name. Yeah, okay. Anyways, he was awesome. <laughs> um This match, I mean, it was it was really good. It was a step up from a lot of the triple. That was, that was Rocky Romero who did that. Rocky Romero. Yeah, this, he was the short one. Okay, Rocky Romero. So, um, it's definitely a step up. This was my favorite match I've watched Young Bucks in since I've seen Young Bucks. I've seen. Wow, uh, early. Yeah, I'm. I. There was a little bit of drama and urgency to him today. They. They're. 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 The criticism that I had of the Osprey Ricochet thing, Young Bucks to me are kind of suffering from that. They're awesome in what they do. They play the crowd well, but I think the biggest thing is is they just copy in other spots or not spots, but they're copying the other like the too sweet, the suck it. I don't know, man. Maybe it's putting a negative light on the rest of it, but I mean they're really really good, but. This has, to me, been their best performance because this was, to me, it seemed more like they were actually having a wrestling match instead of just standing out there going too sweet and and the DX suck it thing. Which, when the NWO was huge, I got sick and fucking tired within just a few months of the standing around doing the signs and the trademark, the mottos and the phrase, the catchphrases. You know, and maybe that's hurting it too because I was sick of that shit 15 years ago. I got sick of DX. 
So I also put add that Red Dragon was in there too. I forgot to put that in there. All right. So now is pure in ring performance removing that shit? They're pretty fucking good. But well, that, that's that's their gimmick. That's their gimmick. They do it well. It's just, and it's not like uh, they 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 said one time that if what you did was over 15 years ago, we're going to steal it. <laughs> I think that's yeah, I, yeah, and I think it's awesome too in its own way. But some of that shit was tired 15 years ago. <laughs> so to me, it's still tired because that's yesterday to me. That's not 15 years ago to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, you got the network and... Um, well, we lived through it, but... We lived through it when I'm not doing homework or not doing podcast assignments. Yeah. That's the stuff I watch, the old stuff. So I'm seeing a lot of the Too Sweet and a lot of the Suckets and so... But they, they grew up watching that, so... Yeah, that's awesome. Hell, I, that, I, I that like would, it. If we were wrestling right now, fuck, we'd be out there with the Young Bucks doing that shit too. Absolutely. No we, doubt. We would be in the Bullet Club doing the exact same fucking thing. I'd be telling everybody to suck it and be doing two sweets as well. I saw... Super kicking the shit out of everybody. This is old news. But they... I think it was JBL was pissed off saying, why don't you try something original or something and... And they said, and they tweeted back to him, uh, "Whatever, we're just gonna do your entire entrance at the next pay per view." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and I don't know if they did it, but I have no doubt that they did. Um, yeah. I'm sure they copied it move for move and everything. But I think it's a funny gimmick in its own way. But again, it's just stuff that I. It's it's like watching Hulk Hogan Hulk up. Yeah. How many times have I seen it now? You know. And it's not Hulk Hogan out there hulking up. Yeah. I think they ought to copy more spots. To the, if they diversified like that, that would be different. Yeah. Right now, they're just stuck on basically two. Yeah. Well, Young Bucks are fun. Yeah. And they're usually the most over people at a show. No shit, man. They had that crowd freaking popping. Especially um, at the ROH show. And especially at the ROH show, but they had them popping in Japan too. Yeah, and, uh, and I like. I, I think it's funny how Japan. I watched wrestling before. I've watched the fights and stuff they used to have over there, and the crowd would get you get some noise once in a while. Yeah, but nothing like you do in America. And it seems like the Japanese fans are adopting the American style of being fans, which is great, especially during American wrestling matches. Like yeah. they did during the Ricochet. Yeah, match. like when Ricochet and Osprey, and I was like, did it awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the like, whole crowd like, Holy shit. Holy shit. Hurry yeah. shit. Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not being racist. Yeah. I am quoting what the fuck they were saying. They were saying, hurry shit. <laughs> but they were trying to do their best to acknowledge awesome. that this is, that's their way of showing to the Americans. Well, one guy's American, one's British, but they were doing American wrestling, and it's like this is our way of acknowledging how fucking awesome you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, so. they're just the Japanese wrestling fans are the smartest wrestling fans in the world, and so they're like acknowledging, hey, what you're doing is fucking awesome. This is the best way we can do it is to do American wrestling chants. Yeah, I Americans. Remember, like, watching- what, what would Americans do if two wrestling? Two Japanese wrestlers would get out there. 
they sure as fuck wouldn't sit there in silence and do clapping. They would probably start going, USA, USA. Yeah, that's what they would fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, between chance, they might do, this is awesome, but USA, USA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Japanese fans, they'd be sitting in like the crowd and you would have like the greatest knockout of all time and they would just kind of clap. Yeah. Whereas in America, people would be like screaming bloody murder and bashing shit over their heads and everything else. So it's cool to see them do that to move a little bit more. Which I mean, they the wrestling side of the fans has always been a lot more animated than the fight fans. But regardless, there's still more activity. I just hope that they don't in Japan they don't start chanting "We are awesome." Then I'm fucking done with wrestling. <laughs> But the Young Bucks go over, and they are the five-time, 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 five-time junior tag team champions. And it was really nice seeing them do the uh, Booker T five-time gimmick. Uh, Scott will probably finish this review later. But um, for those of you who... Do have New Japan World. You definitely need to watch the Will Ospreay Kushida match. Um, by the way, this was at least a three and three four star match. But the uh, Kushida match, that was fucking awesome. That was a four and four half star match. The Shibata Nagata match, holy shit, that match was awesome. So yeah. I'm going to go out on a very small limb here and just say that. I'm assuming when wrestling fans, hardcore wrestling fans, um, do their own ratings of matches, they do stars like Meltzer. No, he just has four stars, don't he? He does five. He does very rarely. You get a five star match. Okay, he does five star. I couldn't remember what his criteria was. That, not his criteria. Is, what his that, format that was. Started because back in the day during tape tradings, he would he would do the star rating because if you were going to go out of your way to find tapes and trade tapes you didn't want to send the one star tape for a yeah, five star so tape. It, it was best to give a fucking a rating to a, a match yeah. yeah it really makes sense due to that the uh tape trading i remember those days yeah the uh briscoe's match that was in yeah. the um I mean, there's more matches, but these were matches that those caught to watch. Actually, tape trading was how I first came across um, the Pancrase MMA organization. Yeah. Some guy had some of that stuff. But anyways, just just yeah. kind of funny. The you young guys don't know the pain. No. <laughs> oh, man, they're shipping a tape from Japan. Yeah. We didn't have tracking and any of that, anything. Oh, yeah. Unless you had to, you had to mail your payment out, and I hope you didn't get fucked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, he's like, that fucking Monopoly money again. Yeah, so wait, wait two or three weeks for everything to even get over to that side, and then two or three weeks for it to come back and hope that Customs doesn't crack it open and Oh, shit, you he me a, a four-hour video and recorded it on SP. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I only did a little bit of tape trading. Um, uh, the uh, Michael Elgin versus you know Kenny Omega. Yeah, you know it's funny. Mm. As much as you were into wrestling, I did a little bit of tape trading and never brought a tape up. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I already had them all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You did have a freaking yeah. monumental stack of VHSs. Yeah, you just came over and we we watched it there. Then we did some backyard dressing in the yeah. living room. Almost killed people. Yeah. We were we were backyard before backyard was a shitty yeah. DVD. So was Springer bitches, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, Okada and Naito. So, anyways, um, didn't do takeover or money in the bank. If any of you guys that are listening or tape traders, you're sitting back thinking about, yeah, them sons of bitches sent me shit. <laughs> you know you've been there. Yeah, if you're in your thirties or older. You remember those horrible fucking days. I did it with MMA tapes, too. There was stuff you could only get. Yeah, back when... Some old forms. What were some of those forms? That was, that was back before MMA was uh, a legit organization. Back before they had weight classes. Yeah, the most legit that I can recall was probably Pancrase at the time. That was after the UFC made everything explode. But the UFC wasn't legit for a while. I mean, it was legit for watching two dudes beat the fuck out of each other. But I mean, legitimate, like, it was, matched up competition. Back, Not that it was legitimate, but matched up competition. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's as legit as legit gets. But as far as a sporting competition, once they added a little bit of Roll. similar weight, similar, yeah. yeah, instead of, you know, like Emmanuel Yarbrough and Keith Hackney, you had 600-pound fighter versus 100 and 70, 180 pound fighter. That was when it was fun. <laughs> I miss those days. That's what was great about pride fighting was yeah. you still got some of the, you got awesome, awesome, awesome fighters. Yeah. And then you had the freak shows and you would get, you would get well, a lot of new Japan pro wrestlers went in there and got their faces kicked in yeah. and a few of them won. So yeah. Yeah. All right. On to best in the world. 2016. First match was Kyle O'Reilly versus Kamakachi. Uh, he was a, <clears throat> a young boy from New Japan. First thing we can say is that fucker is short. He's five foot seven, which is one inch taller than Rey Mysterio. Scott, your review of this match. Uh, O'Reilly is the submission guy, right? Yes, from Red Dragon. Yes. Okay. Um, eh. I mean, it was two star match. Yeah, it was. There were some spots, you know, like the splash you're talking about. That was crazy. That one kind of made me go, "Oh shit!" Um, Stop doing that move. There was a couple of the submission things that Riley seems like he sped up the submission part of it to me. Like I don't know if maybe just the first few times I saw him, he was just being slow. But like he wasn't keeping it interesting, and he was. If you're going to do the MMA arm bars and triangles and all that shit, they gotta be fast. It's gotta be put on fast. It's gotta rock in there fast. Um, I don't know. It just to me, like I've said it before, I love MMA, but sometimes it just looks really like it doesn't fit in pro wrestling. Sometimes it's not so much the arm bars. Like he does that one spot where he'll take them down and climb up full mountain, drop the palm strikes on their face. Um, I don't know. It just, it seems like I know he's working his spot, but it, it's so jarring to me when he does it because the guy clearly trains this shit because he had a, 
yeah, sweet double leg to to um, full mount and palm hill strike at that uh, Dominion match. But I was like, damn, a dude can freaking throw that double leg sweet. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the styles. It just it just didn't really excite me that much. The biggest problem with this is O'Reilly gets the winner. Again, they keep putting O'Reilly in the title picture for some fucking reason, but he gets the winner of the um, Jay Lethal, Jay Briscoe match at the next pay-per-view, I think. But he gets a shot at the title again, so you have to make him look strong in this match. Same time, Kamachi is on excursion from New Japan, and they're setting him up at the feud with Jay White, who's, hey, he's in the front row. So he's also on excursion from New Japan, so you got to set up a feud with them. So you can't make him look weak either, so you're kind of fucked. So you can't do too much or too little, so you... It's kind of difficult to do anything up. Uh, the finish, you saw O'Reilly hit the brain buster into a beautiful float over with the uh, Fujiwara armbar. And I was so proud of myself. I wrote Fujiwara armbar, and I didn't have to look it up. I did Forget afterwards. It. I spelled it right. I was so proud of myself. Uh, I just gave it fucking two stars. It was... I know some people are going to write it higher, but, I mean, it was what it was. I guess maybe maybe we can give it three stars. Two stars is like a diva match on Raw. <laughs> um, no, it's like a freaking four-way diva tag match. <laughs> no, that's a one star. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't anything that really got me excited. There was a couple moments that they did. They did a um, they did a competent job. I'll say they, that. They were fucked with what they had. Yeah. But for our opener, it was not a really good match. It should be fast-paced. Must really get this fucker going. Who the hell's Jay White? Jay White, um, he's a really good young boy in New Japan from New Zealand. He used to work a lot of matches with David Finley. And... He was a guy who was in the front row. You saw who got in a fight with uh, Kamachi later on in the show. Right. Um, he's really good, but he worked a lot of the dark match. Well, they were opening matches in New Japan. But you don't really watch a lot of those. You only watch the big shows. He's hardly on those. Next match was ACH versus the last real man, Silas Young. I like ACH. Go, go, ACH. Yeah, Super Mario. That's the best way to describe that guy. Yeah, he's uh Oh, shit. What, who's the um, Powerball Z guy? Uh, the main protagonist. Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Um, Goku. Goku, that's who he is. He's Goku. Yeah, he... Uh... Hold on a minute here. I got, I got a couple notes. Oh, Scott got notes. Man, he must have really been into ROH. Oh, I, was in wrestling camp. I was at wrestling camp. I have notes from wrestling camp. Silas controlled this match for the most part. Um, the story of the match was Silas 
had uh, basically thought that ACH was just a child playing video games, thinking he was a superhero. Like an anime. Yeah, like an anime. He's not a real man. That his own child is more of a man than ACH. And he's going to teach him how to be a real man. In the match itself, Silas controlled the match itself. And pretty much he did, but. Fuck Scott's my notes. A lot of notes, man. I have notes from three different. Um, Pay per view. Scott's the fucking man here. He writes in really big font. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brain buster, kick out, armbar, transition, finish, O'Reilly. My bad. The rest of my notes were in my text view, I think. And then. Then I went to sleep and did the other yeah. thing. Anyways, got the it. transition over to digital format here. Yeah, yeah. I was in a hotel room and watching it on the phone. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like uh, what? What? I, I was texting at like eleven or eleven thirty, trying to watch this shit after wrestling all day. I was beat. I thought, I thought you fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I did fall asleep actually. Um, Twenty hours of wrestling in two days. So yeah, I was whipped. Um, ACH. Uh, that guy just, just to, just to touch on it again. I don't know how a guy, how a human being, what's he weigh? He's a probably I, over 200 at least. I do. I think he's bigger because he's got such a big butt. This thing had a big ass too. Holy. Yeah. But ACH has got one of the biggest asses I've ever seen on someone with that size frame. Well, um, according to this, which I think is old. He's five foot nine, one hundred and ninety pounds. Well, he's got forty in that ass. Um, he's from Austin, Texas. He's twenty-eight years old. He's a millennial. Happy millennial, born in nineteen eighty-seven. Ah, yeah, yeah. Millennials love Dragon Ball Z, so they think they know all about Dragon Ball Z. But they weren't there when Dragon Ball Z was just Dragon Ball. Bastards, or. Really, even when Dragon Ball Z was Dragon Ball Z. But anyways, ACH, this is a guy that uh, you think he's next level? You think he's going to move to the next level? I I, I haven't seen many promos from the promos guy. Promos are not that good. But does it really fucking matter to WWE about promos since they write them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he went to WWE, he would just be 50-50 booking. Okay, so he wouldn't I, go anywhere. His in-ring stuff. He'd be awesome in NXT. His in-ring ability is off the chart. I can't say anything for his promos, um, or anything like that. So his ability to move is, is do spots, take a fall, protect his partner, and all that. He's good. But if if he was in New Japan, he would definitely be like him and Kushida. Would have some great matches. He could probably be junior heavyweight champion. Right now, he's where there's only one real belt for him to get the uh, TV title. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. He's kind of stuck. What's, uh, what is the name of Silas's finishing move? I don't know what it is, but it's definitely one of the most. Uh, unmanly finishers in ROH, and that's what cost him the match. Sorry. 
I thought it was a pretty good match. I like the angle. Um, I thought it was better than the O'Reilly and Kam. How the hell do you say that guy's name? Kamachi. Kamachi. I think so. You pronounce it, but looks like Kamai Tachi. Kamatachi. 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 Kamaitichi. Kamatachi. Whatever. Kamatachi. So I thought it was better than that match. But um, yeah, Silas's finisher is he does a fucking handstand on the corner. And then I think he does drops like an elbow or some shit. But uh, yeah, he went for that. And then I was he uh, did ACA's bring up his knees or did he roll out of the way? Uh, I remember to finish. I think his knee came up into the ribs, didn't it? Because it was on the side. It was on the elbow drop, wasn't it? Yeah. I've seen people knee, and I think even the announcer said, and I might be on the wrong match here, but I mean, I'm tired and watched a lot of wrestling for me um, that night. Uh, seems to me that he did the elbow and then got caught in the ribs. I'm sure, there seems someone put their knees up. I think the announcer even said that, but that could be a different match I'm thinking about. Yeah, here's my text to Paul. Damn, ACH is amazing, like super fucking Mario. Huh. But HGH goes over, and it was an awesome match. Well, ACH is awesome. Next, uh, Mark Briscoe versus Roderick Strong. Mark uh, Briscoe cut an awesome little video promo. And this was uh, Roderick Strong's last ROH pay-per-view match as he is leaving the promotion. The match itself, Scott. So where's he going? Those. Okay. So anyway, he hasn't made like a big announcement. Yeah, he hasn't made it clear yet. Ah. So Briscoe. Um, I'm not going to lie, man. I had no interest in watching this guy until I saw him start wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if Head Freeman, <laughs> this guy we used to know in school, Ever made it into wrestling, this would be him, except for the talent part. <laughs> but as far as the look and the way he talks and acts, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, it even looks like Mike Freeman. They even share a lot of the same physical facial features. So, Freeman, if you're listening, this is this is Swift Kick in Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Swift Kick. <laughs> what's, your, what's your wrestling name, Mike? Swift Kick. You can't use that one, Mike. It's a GI Joe name. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> that was how that conversation went. <laughs> um, yeah. He, uh, dude, I was impressed. I really liked watching Briscoe. Um, he, uh, the promo, it was a, it was a good promo. Um, when Roderick Strong started talking, I was like, holy shit, this guy sounds like he's reading off the freaking notebook paper. Um, so I wasn't too impressed with that side of it. Um, shit, I'm thinking of the wrong wrestler. I'm thinking of Silas Young. Roderick Strong was good. His promo yeah. was good. I'm thinking of the other guy. My bad. Silas Young, sorry, dude. You sound like you're reading off freaking notebook paper. Roderick Strong, you're legit. Um, Strong was awesome. Briscoe was awesome. Uh, you got a three and a half. I'm trying to kind of put myself in the realm of 
how I'm going to grade these. I'll say a three and three quarter star match. Right. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Um, Briscoe's trying to think of what what was his uh, what's his little thing he does like his little hand thing. You know, everybody's got their sign or you know, Moose pumps his fist. Oh, says, yeah. Moose. Yeah. What's Briscoe? I'm trying to think of what it was. Mark Briscoe was was doing the uh, his. Uh, Redneck Kung Fu bullshit. Yes, the Redneck Kung Fu shit. Okay, anyways. The uh, the guy is funny. He's smarter than his character looks <laughs> by far. Yeah, with the, the, the wig gimmick at the beginning of the match. Yes, the wig gimmick. Um, Roderick Strong grabs a hold of it, and it just pops off, and it surprised me, too, for a second. And he just stands there and gets fucking blasted. It was great. So... Briscoe, it, that, the psychology, the the urgency, the, hey, I'm going to win, hey, I'm going to prove something, was was very good in this match. And he got Roderick Strong's respect at the end of the little story. And it was a good match. It was really good. So I would, out of the matches on this one, um, this is one of the ones that I would recommend. If you, wouldn't, if you couldn't watch all of them, I would say Mark Briscoe and Roderick Strong is one of the ones you should consider. Especially since this is Roderick Strong's last match. And that. Yeah. Uh, Six-man Tornado Rules match. Moose and War Machine versus the Bullet Club. It's featuring Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, you can't really explain everything that happened in this match. I mean, it's just... It's fucking Young Bucks. Blah, yeah. shit happened. Moose is awesome still. Yeah. He, he gets so much vertical in that drop kick. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It was like a reversal or something. Like, they were flippy-flopping around, and, and all of a sudden, Moose just flies into the fucking air <laughs> and just kablam, just blows him away. But uh, one of the more War Machine guys, I, I can't remember what their names are right now. He uh, did the... Hanson, I think Rose, the bald one. Okay, well, Hanson, they tried moonsault and miss. I think he did a moonsault and missed it because it not not like whiffed it, like they moved. It was part of the fucking show, and uh, I think that's what happened. But dude, I thought that guy was going to bust open when he hit the mat. <laughs> Holy shit, he's a big man. That's not a that's not fat shaming. He's just a large human being. That's a lot of mass to hit the freaking um, mat. So one of I thought this was a cross pretty good match. I can't, I can't remember which one of them it is, but one of them does CrossFit. I'm guessing. What was the other guy's name? Roe and Hanson. Roe. Um, the face paint and the gear was pretty good. Kind of reminded me of like the mid '80s um, Road Warriors. Uh, Moose looked intimidating as fuck in his. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like a Road Warrior slash, um, sex slave outfit. Kind mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of like the Mad Max movies. Everybody's like a gay Road Warrior. Yeah. So, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's just what they're populated with. Um, I thought it was a pretty cool intro. The face paint was pretty awesome on. War Machine, uh, Young Bucks, and Adam Cole, they have a great 
uh, chemistry in the ring. And uh, so, but I, Moose is my favorite part out of the, the whole bunch. Out of the, out of all the guys in the ring, I like Moose. Oh, Moose may or may may not be leaving. Where may he may not be going? Don't know. Mm. But his contract is up in a month or two. So don't know what's what's going on with Moose. It's kind of why he lost the match. But well, his little spot with the fist pump and the crowd going Moose, that's he does really well with that. He really has the crowd on that one. They love it. A guy his size should not move the way he does. No. Moose no, that's awesome. what's his promo? What are his promos like? Non-existent. Oh. But I know New Japan is very interested in Moose. I would be, but I, I just, I don't know. But let's give it up for Matt Jackson getting up Moose for a fucking tombstone. Uh, yeah. Yes, no doubt. I couldn't fucking hold Moose's big ass up for a tombstone. No, that was, that was, he did too. Um, but they hit the Meltzer driver and then Adam Cole gets the cover and they kiss him while they do the three count. And yeah. So I had fun with this match. Fuck it. Four stars. I, I loved it. This is another one I would say watch. Um, I know you weren't too hot on War Machine, but I've liked everything I've seen them do. So yeah. they seem like they're a good blend of the old and the new. Yeah. It's it's some some of their matches I'm into. For, for God's sake, change their fucking theme song. It does not match the team. It's like the most bland fucking rock I've ever heard. Yeah. I know you can get some fucking other theme song. Love of God. Next match, RH World Tag Team Title Match. Motor City Machine Guns versus The Addiction. Um, First off, you really need to move your placement of the Young Bucks match to like second to last because you cannot go after the Young Bucks. The crowd is just too fucking hot for them. That's just bad placement. I mean, <laughs> you're in a fucking death spot after that. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, Motor City Machine Guns kind of reminded me of, I want to say, they had that blend of the old and new too. Um, kind of like the Rockers and kind of like, I'm trying to think of somebody. The Rockers, I don't know. They just seemed like there was kind of a, I don't. I wonder who trained them. They had. They just seemed like they had that influence of like the Rockers and it was a Strike Force and those like eighty eight, eighty nine lighter weight WWF tag teams. Not the two hundred and fifty, three hundred pound monsters, but you know uh, Tito Santana and um, those guys. Strike Force. Was the Strike Force? Was that the name of their tag Tito, team? Tito Santana and Rick Martel. And Rick Martel. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. I mean, these guys are they're faster and more agile, but um, 
as far as remembering any specific spot from this match, I'm kind of drawing a blank. It's been two days since I watched it, but. Well, the end of the match, Kamatachi came out and attacked Jay White at ringside. Uh, they were brawling and distracted oh. referee Paul Turner. Daniels hit Shelley with a low blow. He was out of commission. Daniels and Kazarian then pinned Saban after the best Melcher ever. Yeah. Was this the top rip Melcher? Yeah, that's where top he, rip Melcher. Yeah, that's where he does the um, moonsault off the top rope. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but other than that, it, it was a good solid match. But nothing's really standing out to me. I'm trying to think of specific spots and I can't. Sorry. Yeah. The, the next match was fucking awesome. It was Steve Carino versus BJ Whitmer. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. See, now this match is standing out to me like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Guy uh, gets a tooth knocked out. You know, the, uh, the first part, Steve Carino walks out. He's. He's dressed all in white because this is going to be a fucking bloodbath. Hair's dyed blonde. Yeah, he takes down the hoodie, and then you see that he's back to being the old Steve Carino with blonde hair. And, my God, just having his hair dyed back to blonde, he looks just like Steve Carino. And you can tell that he's dropped weight because he used to be really chubby. Now you can tell he's dropped some weight. Got the blonde again. It's fucking Steve Carino again. I was so happy. It was like I'm back to being 15 again watching ECW. I was so happy. Scott, I was happy again. I'm glad. I was almost ready to go and grab some kick hardcore psycho nitro drinking a can again. <laughs> yeah, he uh yeah, they, he even got an ECW chant going. Yeah. Um, without having to stand up and go ECW himself, yeah. crowd just went nuts. Yeah. Uh, soon as the match started, Steve, uh, no, they didn't ring your fucking bell yet. Uh, Whitmer came out. Steve goes around to the ramp and just starts laying into him. Grab the, uh, a table, set up the table for a table spot. And then Whitmer, Pulls him into the ring post. Right off the bat, boom, knocks the fucking tooth out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, match goes on. They set up a... They bring in a couple of chairs. No, oh, Carino had his uh, people line up a bunch of chairs outside the ring like the fucking Undertaker had his druids. But Carino had uh, chairs instead of torches. The um, and he took one of those chairs that was thrown into the ring, put it on the uh, put Whitmer's ankle in there, and they call that pilmanizing from what Austin did to Brian years ago. Yeah, is pilmanizing a word? It is now, yeah, it's now later on in the match. Um, we got our first bit of blood when uh, Whitmer hardweighed Steve with a shot to the head three or four times. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen that in a while. 
Someone just punches you right in the fucking head until you bleed. Last time I saw that was the uh, Hell in the Cell with Undertaker and Brock. Yeah, he. That was a good bit of blood. It was. Uh, it was messy. Uh, and again, he was wearing white, and he had the blonde hair, so it really stood out. Yeah. So. Uh, Steve grew up in a different era. Yeah, no shit. Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, he wanted to be Dusty Rhodes. So, uh, ACA's probably him and all the other fucking happy millennials we got running around there. Uh, they probably wouldn't have gone this route. So, uh, the rest of the match goes on. Um, well, Whitmer needs to bleed, right, Scott? Absolutely. You can't so, bleed by yourself. Yeah. Just right. being gentlemanly, like... Earlier in the night when you had the uh, Young Bucks match, the uh, Matt Taven was out there on commentary, and, well, he had a beer bottle with him, which was a setup to this spot. There was still a beer bottle out there. Hey, that looks like a good fucking weapon. So Steve Carino grabs the beer bottle and smashes it over fucking BJ's head. And... Remember when we said Steve was from a different era? Well, he grew up watching the fucking Four Horsemen. And I guess he was a real big fan of the Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA match. The famous I Quit match. So, hey, guess what he did? He grabbed that fucking shard of broken glass and he fucking jabbed it in fucking BJ Whitmer's head just like the I Quit match. He didn't just fucking jab it. He fucking started shredding he the for fucking it. stabbed him in the face. Like, I don't care if it was a prop or if it was glass or whatever the fuck it was. It had a sharp edge on it, and he fucking crammed it. And I, it was brutal looking. So big props to Whitmer for taking that shot. Good thing he didn't hit him in the eyeball. I'd be fucking I was, blind. I was waiting for him to start screaming, I quit. I can't yeah, scream this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, again, Steve's from a different era. He grew up watching the fucking horseman. But yeah. <laughs> and I, then the, I, I love Carino. God damn, I love Steve. Carino, Carino. Who's like, he's just like pulling shit out of everywhere. He's great. And he finally gets a hold of one of them. They're trying to, they're saying they're going to call the match. Earlier, when Carino's bleeding, and well, they had the doctor out there. Yeah, they had the doctor out there trying to call the match, and Carino was like, "I ain't having none of that." But mm -hmm. says bag was still there, and Carino gets a hold of it and finds rubbing alcohol and pours it into the open wounds. But first, he said, finds a pair of scissors. He's like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna stab with that. There gotta be something better here." Yeah, yeah. He pulls the scissors out, looks at them, then he notices the alcohol, and he's like, "Oh hell yeah, this will hurt way worse." <laughs> so he gets the alcohol. Um, and he pours the rubbing out, this drops the rubbing alcohol on top of BJ Whitmer. And that's when. Whitmer, Could you imagine if that really been rubbing alcohol? Oh, uh, Whitmer sells it like it was just the worst fucking pain ever. And that he sold it really well or it really was rubbing alcohol. One or the other. He either sold it real well or that was, in fact, rubbing alcohol. It could have been a rib on BJ. Yeah. And, and that's when the fans all started chanting ECW. I can't remember if they start kept working a little bit more like 
for a few more minutes, but that's when all the fucking lights in the building go out, and you're like, uh-oh, what the fuck? Oh, no. They do... Um, they did chairs. Whitmer uh, puts Carino through a table with a yeah. exploder suplex. The first one didn't break the table, so he did it again. And then again. Uh, they beat the shit out of each other for a little bit more of some broken pieces of table. That was fucking brutal. And then that's when the lights went out and uh, Kevin Sullivan showed up. What the fuck, Kevin Sullivan? He teased hitting Whitmer or Carino with a golden spike. But then he fucking nailed Steve Carino. What the hell? And then yeah, I don't Carino know what the backstory of all that is. And then Carino gets pinned. And that's it. Yeah, I don't know what the whole purple wizard thing is with <laughs> Sullivan. I was like, oh, this is some Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, the fucking devil's back. Yeah. But uh, the crowd this, was into it. Yeah, this works. This this type of match works because it's never fucking done, ever, hardly ever. And when you don't do blood every single fucking night, it means something. Every spot meant something. This was fucking awesome. Yeah, that that was a very well put together match. It was amazing. You know what? Makes me know that it's very well put together. Because I can't remember hardly jack shit about Motor City, <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns versus The Addiction. But I can remember like 90% of the things that happened in the Carino Whitmer match, even the inconsequential things. So, yeah. Four and a half stars. Maybe. Like he takes more. that piece of table, and you'd think it would be more fragile than this. And he hits Carino with it, and it doesn't break. And he Whitmer just kind of looks at it for a split second. Like, not like he was acting up to the crowd, like, holy shit. Like, the real. BJ Whitmer went, fuck, I think didn't break. <laughs> and then he slaps him again. Or he tries to hit him. I think he gets countered. So yeah, I remember that. It was just it was just a good match. It was awesome. Yeah. I I may move that up. That might be two and three, four stars match. I don't know. But that was awesome. Yeah, you got four and a half on it. Yeah, four and a half, yeah. May move it up a little bit more. I don't know. I just didn't like the fact Kevin Sullivan shows up. I would have liked to see this feud end, but the fact that Sullivan showed up, I would have liked to see this feud end. But let's let's give Carino a little bit more credit. The fact that the guy just had like two of his vertebrae in his neck fused, and he he took some of those spots, which was pretty fucking stupid. Well, that exploder is a fucking dangerous. Move for someone's had their neck fucking, yeah, fused together, fixed. and that table shifted right before he threw it. Because you see, Whitmer looks back over his shoulder and he's like making sure the table's braced. And he's, I don't know if he was concerned or what, but he does the exploder anyways. Yeah, and the table shifts at the last second, and that might have kept him from landing awkward on his neck. Yeah, next was the TV title match. Dalton Castle, the fucking peacock, versus Bobby Fish. Uh, Scott. Now, I've liked Dalton Castle in the past. I didn't really care for him in this match. It's like, I get the peacocking is good and all that, and it's funny, but he peacocked way too much. (laughs) Just fucking wrestle already, dude. Um... The best thing about Dalton Castle in this match 
was the fan guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best fan performance those bastards have done since I've been watching. They were on it. They were out in the crowd, fan in the crowd, fan and security guards got jacked up. It was a good match. Um, they threw him outside the ring, and uh, the crowd was in danger in this match. Like they were doing some spots. That one old man got kicked almost in the face when um, Fish went flying over the. Um, or was it Fish? Or it was Dalton. Whichever one of them got thrown over the rail, they did something, and they he somersaulted, landed on the concrete, but the the foot hit that old man. I was like, holy shit! They're gonna knock someone's teeth out. Mm. So and then uh, the the fan guys, the little worshippers, whatever the hell they're supposed to be, they ran over there and they were fanning everybody off. It was funny. So it was a it was it was a decent match, but there was a lot better on this show. Yeah, I only gave it three and a half stars. But since so you're three and a half stars, like an IGN giving something a seven, because. <laughs> I mean, technically, you know, three and a half is pretty much a seven. So I'm just saying, IGN like gives a game a seven. That means it's fucking terrible junk. It doesn't work, right? Yeah. Well, I think seven shit, eight good, nine excellent. Well, <laughs> actually, let's give this one a three because three and a half seems a little strong. Briscoe match was better. Yeah. Next was the uh, All Night Express promo with Brett Titus. I skipped that one, the promo. Some of it was pretty funny. Um, like when he called himself the Secretary of Shoulders. <laughs> well, my head was I was nodding off like yeah. really bad, and I was like, I need to get to the match. And the next, it, you could really skip that. The next was for the RH World title, Jay Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Uh, this was a great match. Um, got your feelings on watching one of the best wrestlers in the world, Jay Lethal. Um, promos, the man can wrestle. Yeah, he comes out and... Uh... The uh, arrogance, so to speak, of the champ. He gets hit with the shoulder block, pops back up. And just You can just... The wrestler's Ric Flair. The disgust was on his face that he got knocked on his ass by this loser. So explain Jay Briscoe to me. Jay Briscoe is someone who... He likes. He's a chicken farmer who also does cuts grass for a living. He's a lawn. What do they call him? Lawnscaper. Landscaper. Landscaper. And uh, he's a really great professional wrestler, two-time Ring of Honor champion. But uh, you know what? He just can't get the job done when it comes to beating the best in the world, which is Jay Lethal. Well, and then um, at some His point during the match, fucking idiot. At some point during the match, the valet gets kicked out. Oh, that's uh, what's her name? Taylor Hendricks. Taylor with her English, her British spelling of Taylor T A E. Yeah, yeah, you crazy Brits. What What is your uh, 
your wife think of her? Has has she seen her yet? Not a, no, she hasn't. She has but not with seen her, her tits hanging out all over the place. Yeah, she's uh, one of the most unattractive valets I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> um, who was? What was the name of Dusty Rhodes' valet when he was Baby there? Doll? Baby Doll. What the hell? How can you forget Baby Doll? We've been covering her for the past year. I know. I'm trying to stay awake, dude. I'm tired. Um, yeah, Baby Doll. <laughs> Uh, it's it's toss up between the two. Which one would you which one would you take to bed? Uh, in their prime, not now. Okay, because <laughs> uh, that's pretty easy, Taylor. Uh, Tyler can respond. I would say I'll go with Baby Doll because she looks like she's less likely to be diseased. Because she looks like she's less likely to get laid. So I'm a terrible human being. I know America. So, but I would say I would definitely, I don't know. I know it's all smoke and mirrors, but she just looks dirty to me. I don't know what it is. She looks like she stinks. Let me say it that way. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. She you looks know, like she's going to get funny. anybody on this show. You fucker. She looks like she smells funny. Okay. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not even talking about her private area. She just looks like she's probably got like an odd smell. I don't know why I think that. I've probably known somebody that resembled her and had a funny smell. But I don't know. You well, see people where your stomach totally turns at the side that of them. rolls out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So anyways, this man, it was a good match. I mean, I threw her out. Who was, who was it that came out and was fighting with her? Oh, that was Mandy Leon, the exotic goddess. Okay, because you could never see her face. Um, she's she. You could hardly uh, see. She's a timekeeper during the shows, but she works on the. Um, she's one of the. She's one of the workers. But the women never work on the pay per views. They work on the um, dark matches and on the internet. But she also does inside Ring of Honor. But you don't watch the actual TV show, so you would see her every week, though. So they have actual female performers that wrestle. But they don't show them on TV. Those sexist bastards. Are they any good? Eh. Ah, maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's kind of surprising. I didn't even know they had female wrestlers. Um, but you apparently aren't too impressed with them. Well, I mean, they're not like Sasha Banks and. Right, right. Maybe if they had more time. Maybe if they were put on TV, they would be like, damn, I'm going to step my game up. So, I don't know. Jay Lethal hits a lethal injection from the top rope. Um, doesn't Briscoe try to do a lethal injection to him? Or is it lethal misses a lethal Yeah, I think injection? he doesn't, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, it was a good match. Um, I, like, I like Jay Briscoe. I, I, just, I was impressed. He's a good wrestler. Uh, Jay Lethal, you say he's a big Ric Flair fan? Yeah. It shows. And he don't rip Ric Flair off, but he sells arrogance and I'm the best. He sells all that stuff very well. And um, if I were a 10-year-old again, I'd probably be rooting against Jay Lethal. <laughs> is, he even, is he a heel? Is he considered yeah. a heel? Yeah, he's a heel. 
Okay, well, I would, I'd probably be rooting against him if I was a ten, if I was ten years old again. Instead, I'm rooting for him. He's pretty damn good. So, how long before you think WWE pulls him up? I know Flair wants him there, big as hell. Probably won't be long. Did you ever see the um, Jay Lethal, Ric Flair? TNA skit? No. Oh my god. You have to watch that. Into the YouTube I go. We'll do it later. But uh yeah, it was fucking phenomenal. Flair Flair and Jay Lethal when Jay Lethal was doing the uh Frick Flair promo against him. It was uh phenomenal. But uh it's a show you got to watch. Uh, it was a good pay-per-view. If you can only watch a couple of matches, watch Jay Briscoe, Jay Lethal, and Steve Carino, and BJ Whitmer. But the end of the match saw um, Jay Lethal. Briscoe nearly got the pin earlier when Jay Lethal, with the uh, Jay Lethal injection and Jay Driller. Lethal did... Uh, two topes in a row and Briscoe came back with two of his own and a running flip dive lawn near falls. But, um, however, Jay lethal, of course, still the champion. I believe he's been champion for 300 and some odd days. The, I think he's the fifth longest ROH champion now. The record holder is Samoa Joe with 630 plus days or something like that. I would really like to see Lethal beat the record. Two years, not that long. But, um,. So that's all we're going to do tonight. Um, I imagine right now it's 11.16 p.m. Brock Lesnar's probably being drug tested again. What do you think, Scott? I think he's probably being drug tested again. Sorry. My tongue got tied up in my head thinking about how people look and stink. Anyways, um, yeah, Brock Lesnar has been drug tested multiple times. (laughs) Like... I'd be getting a little pissed off if I was Brock Lesnar at this point. There you go, Scott. He's juiced. Um, there's juiced no to the gills, according to Mark Hunt. Juiced to the gills, according to his opponent. And, I mean, he's a big dude. Here's the thing. If you're familiar with Mark Hunt, he's the kind of guy. And UFC, you'll hear the announcers talking about, well, this guy can put you in a sling. And then the guy goes out there and he don't do jack shit. I've never That's, seen him. Hold on. That does not happen with Mark Hunt. He typically puts fuckers to sleep. Um, his hands are probably the heaviest in the UFC, if not the heaviest the UFC's ever had. He's a K1 fighter and had 46, 47-odd fights, had 30-some-odd wins, I think 30. Uh, he's He's legit. I've been watching Mark Hunt fight 
since I was a teenager. Um, here's his record. 43 and went th- 43 total kickboxing fights. And K1, I mean, this is this is some brutal stuff. They're throwing knees, flying knees, everything. Um, you know, it says here he only has 13 knockouts, but you got to remember the the rounds there's not, these aren't 15 round fights or three round fights, five round fights. I'm trying to remember the format. It varies sometimes too. So they didn't always have all the time that the pro boxer gets to knock somebody out, but he was against people that were world-class in his level. Mixed martial arts. He come in hot, uh, started out five and one before he got on this huge six loss or six match losing streak. And submission, 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 submission. And then one dude knocked him out. Um, his ground game is his weak point. That is Brock Lesnar's strong point. That being said, over the years, Mark Hunt has gotten a lot better at staying on his feet in MMA. And that can hurt Brock. And with Brock's history of conditioning, which he had the diverticulitis, Maybe that's going to be an issue. Maybe not. If he doesn't come in in really good shape and doesn't land an immediate takedown and has to shoot a few times, he's going to start getting slow. I mean, within a minute or two, he's going to start slowing down. And if he starts slowing down against Mark Hunt, I think Mark Hunt's going to put him to sleep. But I think if I think if Brock Lesnar gets Mark Hunt on the mat, I I don't see Mark Hunt. I, Lesnar's a huge dude, and you got a five minute round. If he gets him down quick. He's probably going to ride it out and beat the shit out of him. So, the Mark Hunt can take a beating. He's still got a rock solid chin, and he's got—I mean, he's got a pretty impressive list of wins over his career, just in um, MMA, not even including what he did in in kickboxing. Uh, he beat Mirko Krokop when Krokop was still top of his game. He beat Vanderlei Silva, but I don't count that one. I mean, it counts, but Vanderlei Silva was a 200-pounder versus a 260-pounder. He's fought – I mean, he's fought the best in the world in MMA. Fedor, Josh Barnett, uh, at a time when Josh Barnett was still pretty pretty relevant. Uh, Ben Rothwell, uh, you kind of slide down here in town a little bit, but still good fighters. You got uh, Chet Congo. I mean, he's he went almost went the distance with Junior DeSantos, um, knocked out Roy Nelson. Not many people do that, and you know, knocked out Frank Mir. But Frank Mir is another one's guys. He's hit or miss. So he's fought the best, and that's a lot of experience to go in against. So, and a lot of grapplers, and he's beat a lot of grapplers. Well. Last thing I see here is June 21st was five times Brock was drug tested. Five times. So, Either way, it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, it's definitely a clash of styles. And if Brock tries at all to stand with Mark Hunt, he will get knocked out. But Mark Hunt's only like five... 10 maybe you think yeah. WWE just sees Mark Hunter, some big fat dude. Um, I'm sure the WWE and the average fan probably does 
This is a guy whose record does not represent the talent. That's Mark for Hunt's sure. 5'10", 265. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a 74-inch reach. Uh, Lesnar has an 81-inch reach. I hope he doesn't think that that makes Brock him... 6'3", 286. So, yeah, That's Brock... a big size advantage. Yeah, Brock had better not think that his reach gives him any sort of reason to try to stand and fight with Mark Hunt. But who knows? Mark Hunt suffered a few TKOs in the last year or two. He might, his chin might be starting to give out. But well, anybody's got to get knocked out. Absolutely. He's got a head like a rock, though, traditionally. So, which, you know, Brock, Brock putting him away, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So is Brock's intention to continue to fight, or he's just wanting one because it's UFC 200? I, th I think he just wants one match. Yeah. Interesting. And, of course, CM Punk is also having a match at UFC 203 against um, Fever Loads. Are we talking about CM Punk now? Yeah. Mike Galley? Mike Galley. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Guy's got a 2-0 amateur record, 2-0 um, professional record. Uh, three of his wins have came by rear naked choke, which typically when you're in the uh, grassroots leagues, damn near every submission win seems to be a rear naked Mickey choke. Gall. Mickey Gall. So... Um, CM Punk's training at Duke Rufus's camp, and they have some. They have Anthony Pettis there. They have some really, really, really good fighters, and they have some really good coaches. Uh, experience counts, but then again, it's not like he has a whole lot of experience. So, um, the other guy, uh, what was his name again? Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. So, uh, it's just it's this is a fight that's going to be impossible to try to predict. You don't know enough about e either one. You know that um, CM Punk's a dedicated physical human, uh, and you know the other guy is a fighter. I mean, it's, there's no way to, to bet on this one. You can bet. You're just taking – you're not going to have anything to base your decision off from other than one guy's had four fights and the other guy's had uh, zero, and – Two of the fights that the one guy had are extremely questionable as far as level of talent. So, and it will be taking place at the same arena that CM Punk walked out of when he quit WWE in um, at the Royal Rumble. So and that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar has not fought MMA. Sorry, I went back to Lesnar. He has not fought MMA since. 2011. So we got a about a four and a half year hiatus coming up here. December 30th, 2011. We got to be by Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem's a big dude, too. Fast. Well, the guy about does it for what we have. Yeah. UFC 200, Saturday yeah. night.
Is it this Saturday? For them. Yeah, it's this Saturday. Oh, wow. Well, I'm yeah, sure that's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, because uh, we already talked about Roman Reigns the other day. I apologize. It's a week from Saturday. I thought it was this Saturday. It's July 9th. Yeah, because we already talked about the whole Roman Reigns situation like last week, didn't we? No. A week before last? You mentioned it. Oh. Did we talk about it before? Maybe to each other. Dumbass. Roman. How can you be given the keys to the kingdom and you go out there and get fucked up? I blame it on the fans. They 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 booed him so much he just had to yeah. he had to do something. Well, to be honest, we don't know what wellness policy he violated. Maybe he was doing roids. Maybe he was doing smack. We don't know what it was, but you're a fucking dumbass, whatever it was you did. I'm betting it was roids, but I'm just completely speculating. Yeah. Or it could have been pain pills. Maybe he got an injury and he just had to keep going on. But whatever it was, dumbass. But what was really surprising was they actually brought it up on Raw on Monday. That was surprising. Yeah, that was kind of shocking. And they brought it into the storyline. Wow. That, that, that was surprising. But still, dumbass. But other than that, there's really nothing else to, uh, to discuss. Um, next week, we should have our normal show. We are pretty much caught up now. Other than uh, Scott would probably watch a little bit of those Dominion shows. As far as WWE shows, eh, fuck it. It's WWE. You've already watched them. Um, we should be back to normal next week. Maybe Scott can read some good comic books. I'm Get reading here up. about uh, which if 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 you're if you've listened this long, you're likely watching Raw. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Seth Rollins got on uh, Raw and trashed Roman Reigns. Let's talk about how the biggest mistake Roman Reigns ever made. The Roman Reigns scandal embarrassed me <laughs> because <laughs> as the architect of the Shield, I brought Roman Reigns into the fold, and that mistake that he made that got suspended that embarrasses me. That soils my good name. <laughs> 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 so Seth Rollins back to action or yeah yeah he's well, that's good yeah yeah I like Seth Rollins yeah but uh trying to find out if there's any idea what the hell Reverend Reigns did out there no Meltzer hasn't reported it yet so so that nobody knows yeah, they don't ever report it what what it was. They just say that it was violated. Eventually it will come out. He just uh went on his Twitter and said, Yep, I uh I violated it, so I own it. Own up to it. It was my fault. Dumbass. <laughs> Here's an interesting name for an article. Forbes, uh, WWE continues to troll fans by claiming Roman Reigns has best catchphrases. <laughs> is there a is there a point that we have to just say, you know, maybe this guy Forbes is on to something? 
that maybe maybe Vince has just had enough of the fans and is like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Yeah. Uh, on a side, I mean, it's on a kind of the uh, political end, but kayfabe.com has a really good article up on how they uh, – what, what was the name of the article about the uh, – British leaving the UK. The Brexit. Um, Brexit article. What was it called? I can't remember what the name of it was. Hold on. Uh, Brett Eskett. Uh, oh, what the fuck did they call it? Uh, Brexit explained wrestling fans. Yeah, that was it. Look that up. That was really good. Yeah, Brexit explained for wrestling fans. Yeah, look look up that article. It was really good. That was perfect. Had loser leaves town stipulation and <laughs> <laughs> lost my smile for David Cameron. It was it was perfect, but uh, yeah, that about does it for us. Uh, so uh, if, if you can read them, pick up the uh, oh, real quick on a wrestling note. If you have not watched the Resurrection of Jake the Snake, it's on Netflix. So. Watch that. Have you seen it? Yeah, I bought it when it was on uh, Apple. Uh, but take yeah, a look at that. Mr. Yeah, take a look at that. It's really good. But that will do it for us. So, um, yeah, that's it. Goodbye.